spotlights on Eric. Eric, that's are me. You there, Eric, are you ready I am for here. the spotlight? Spotlight shining bright on both of us and DC in general. Eric, cool. uh, this week's a little better than last week. I'll tell you before we get into the book, it's not exactly the greatest week ever. Uh, but I don't think we're going to get a greatest week ever, ever again. Oh, no. That's how it seems. Why not? It, it just seems as if for every book to hit like a, a 10 out of 10 so we could retire, I don't think that is ever going to happen. Uh, but this book we're going to talk about tonight, we decided to do it. Uh, it is Justice League. And we decided to do it tonight because we figured that we hate Justice League so much uh, during the regular Brian Hitch run that until he is off the book, there's not going to be another chance to have a no, Justice League spotlight. Uh, so we're, we're jumping at the chance. Now, I haven't talked to you uh, yet about it uh, when I left you at work today or at your front door after work. You hadn't read this issue. So I am anticipating and wondering how you think about it. I have a feeling that you're going to be the same as me. Uh, ten out of sh- ten. See oh my you God, ever, say, everybody. Wait, wait a minute. What, what was that? Ten out of ten. <laughs> All right. We are out there. Party is over. Uh, the thing about this is, uh, and the other reason we're going to do this tonight is Shea Fontana uh, is writing it, and Shea Fontana is the writer who's taking over for Greg Rucka on the uh, Wonder Woman book when he leaves in two more issues. And so when you get this, it's kind of a spotlight for the Justice League on our end, but it's a spotlight for her. It's her turn to shine, Eric, and show us that she is ready for it. And I hate to say it because she does do the DC Supergirls book. Superhero Girls, yeah. Superhero Girls, whatever it's called. But this is a upgrade to the big leagues like that that is minor league stuff pretty much i I know that that might that might offend a couple people or whatnot but it really is that is a a book that really it's not there for strictly sales it's you know what i mean it's a thing for tie into those cartoons and the the, uh the figures and things like that so you don't really have to worry too much about sales she's jumping into a thing where I, i don't really think she can win it really is. And Greg Rucka, whether you love him or hate him, he's had a pretty important run here in Rebirth with Wonder Woman. And she has signed, from what we heard, for five issues going on to Wonder Woman. To me, this is like being the shortstop that replaces Derek Jeter. Or, you know what I mean? This is what it is. The quarterback yeah. that takes over for Tom Brady is kind of going to be destined to either fight for tooth and nail to get respect or just fail outright because, you know, all they'll hear is – you're no Tom Brady. Well, I'm afraid that Shea Fontana, for these five issues, is going to hear, you're no Greg Rucka. And the problem with me is, in five issues, if they only give her those five, you can't really establish yourself as anything in five no, issues. No, you, you get one arc if you're lucky. And I don't know if she plans on doing a full arc, or if she's just going to split things up, maybe two little arcs and then a yeah. one-shot or whatnot. Yeah. I don't know how it's going to work, but that's a r- real short amount of time to really establish yourself yeah, as a freaking and- title you're trying to put out. And it's going to be tough. And people, myself included, kind of figure that she's set up as the fall girl. That when she gets on the book, everybody's going to be – it's the buffer zone. Say that they really think – I don't know. See, that's what worries me. People are like, who do you think is going to take over Wonder Woman when Shea Fontana's done? Say it's a Gail Simone, right? There's no reason Gail Simone – no reason Gail Simone can't come after Greg Rucka. I'm telling you no. this. Shea Fontana makes it seem like they want somebody to fail a bit. So when the next person comes, it, everything's roses. And this is kind is, of what Is that happened. what they're doing with Brian Hitch on Justice League? 
He's just he like hasn't. taking a longer time to fail. No, out, he right? hasn't left. I'm telling you, the person who leaves there, you have a book that's being shit on. The, the person who takes over is going to be a king. Right. You're not going to need a buffer zone. You had, you know, I know what you're saying with Jeff Johns going, but with the rebirth, that that was a clean slate cut. You, you can't go with that. But it reminds me, this reminds me fully of Green Arrow. When Green Arrow, when Anosenti jumped on Green Arrow, uh, it, all hell broke loose. And then all of a sudden, there's Jeff Lemire shows up. And I really like that run. But he couldn't do worse. So I hope that, I don't think Shea Fontana is that bad. I don't think that she's going to jump on Wonder Woman and make it so bad. The problem is, after reading this Justice League, I kind of get a Meredith Finch vibe of what we might get, like something very surface level and generic. That's how I'm thinking, too, honestly. Yeah, it's kind of, and there you go. You had somebody come on after uh, Brian Azzarello, and it just, you know, that's all she heard the whole time. And in fact, it seemed editorial, and, and her uh, were listening then, and she kind of tried to go back. At, at first, it seemed like she was going to have her own identity, and that oh, wasn't yeah, working out. Oh, yeah, it's all things. You know, Azzarello's run was so, in, like, you know, tight and intact in its own little thing that, like, yeah. when she took over, it's like, all right, let's, let's get her back into the, you know, regular universe out yep. here so she's a part of everything else. Yep. And then when that wasn't working, Hey, let's move back to the gods. Let's stuff move a back bit here. into yeah. that again because if you remember, I told you, and I remember it like yesterday when she they first announced Meredith Finch would be on the big uh, pencils. It wasn't even colored or inked yet. It might have been inked, but it was pencils of uh, Wonder Woman and Swamp Thing. And I'm telling you, from what I've learned from Batman 23, you throw Swamp Thing with anybody, and it's, it's a Ooh-wee. critical acclaim. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm kind of worried, and we're gonna get into this in a second. Um, but yeah, I'm a little worried. I'm not. It's not that I'm worried because of this issue, but this issue isn't making me not worried. If if that <laughs> makes any sense. Uh, but yes, we. This is the official spotlight of the Weird Science DC Comics podcast that comes out every Sunday night. Probably this week about a 14 hour podcast since God there are it. a lot of books this week. We are actually going to be recording huge segments of books in the next couple of days. I think Friday night we're looking at. Probably a, a four-hour uh, section right yeah, there probably. with me and you talking. And so we're already – we're hunkering down. We're, we're getting ready to fight the battle, Eric. But if you want to uh, find us, we're on Twitter at Weird Science DC. You could go to our website and read all the reviews for this week's book at, at WeirdScienceDCComics.com. You can email us, WeirdScienceDCComics at gmail.com. We're all over the place, Eric, right? We're all over the place. Everywhere you want to be. Wherever you want to be. I I will apologize. I have not done my Injustice 2 number 9 review yet because of all this nonsense. Yesterday we had a pop culture podcast. Eric, you were not there. I had had a graduation. I'm still yelling uh, to them uh, about the crazy shit that they talked about on that podcast. But if you want to play rock, paper, scissors? Uh, nonsense. I'll get Ethan up here right now. He still doesn't understand what he did wrong. But yeah, that's the Weird Science uh, Pop Culture Podcast. You can also go to our Twitter there at Weird Science Pop. But Eric, we're here to talk Justice League. I'm going to make a clean break. I'm not going to reference anything that Don't we talked about yet. I'm not going to say anything about a spotlight so that it can be a clean break smooth, on the baby. podcast. It's going to be so smooth that it's going to be like a baby's bottom. All right. Baby's bottom, Eric. Here we go. Justice League number 22. It's a spotlight, Eric. God damn it. <laughs> I'm going to start over. Edit. Justice League number 22, written by Shea Fontana, art by Felipe Baronis. 
Gabe, LTM, and Dave Sharp. Well, readers get to see if the grass is indeed greener as Shea Fontana jumps on this book for a one-shot story. And while it's a bit better than what old Hitchy Boy usually gives us, it's not great. My problem is the story seems a bit rushed, and Fontana's character work is downright generic here. From Jessica's anxiety to Cyborg's love of video games, it's all here. And that has me a bit worried for when she takes over wonder woman and see, yeah see, the grass is greener because it's the green lantern story right Oh, the grass is greener now i'll give shea fontana ntc either props or i'm wondering what the hell's going on because you everybody had to have expected this to be a wonder woman issue you, you go you into the justice so, right? league she's gonna and and i'm telling you don't you tell cast shea fontana that's what i'm saying i might give her props here it also makes me think that this issue might have been written a while ago, yeah, and it, it does seem like something that would have been like a, a writer's workshop type issue. It might have been something that would have been in an annual at some point because it doesn't seem like it's – now, again, Brian Hitch is very big on writing uh, stories, right? Stories, Eric. He's a storyteller. <laughs> the problem is, is in Brian Hitch's story, you rarely get a beginning, middle, and end to a story, and I'll give Shea Fontana complete credit here. We actually get a beginning middle and an end of a story yeah. it's just kind of all of those are mashed in together very quickly the resolution of this is very very quick at the end almost making me think that this was something of a i don't know a character study but because of that i kind of worry too because the characteristics of the character these characters are pretty much black and white versions oh totally of I'm telling you, these, these are the most like extreme versions of these characters yes. so like you know every uh, like aspect of their personality is right there on the yeah, surface and it's, it's pretty much like one thing drives each character you know what i but, mean like if you went to we, a, we even have lois and john and this just to give you that superman characteristic of the family yep, man now yeah so everything is thrown in here i'm telling you you go to like if you had a characteristics of each character wikipedia you would go and look up jessica cruz anxiety and that's what we get. You get Simon. He He's kind of a hothead in this, but also like bravado and stuff like that. He's a little bit Batman's off. Batman's standoffish. Batman's just standoffish and mopish. You have Superman and Wonder Woman who both come off as very compassionate. And then the, the problem is we've had problems with Brian Hitch's series. Everybody is never involved. There you go. Aquaman, he's on the surface. He calls in. And Flash calls in, which is the very – it's so bizarre when Flash calls in. But also why I say that this seems a little disjointed from the regular run and maybe from before and whatnot. I'm thinking Shea Fontana was just given the basic info is you would have thought she would have went heavy with the Barry Allen, uh, you know, Jessica Cruz. Even mentioned something of it, which she does not. Uh, but the problem with it, and, and before we go into the full out n- nitty gritty, I'm having problems talking tonight. Uh, the problem that I have is this is another one of those issues where somebody on the team, being the Green Lanterns, do not feel accepted. No, and they still don't feel se- apart. They, and we it's have such seen a weird it, thing. We've, we've seen, seen it, over it too and over long. Now. Yes, we've seen this too many times, and we've had too many issues. I was looking, I'm like, we're at Justice League 22. And that is around the time – I mean it's right before where the Forever Evil stuff started oh, yeah. and we were in the Trinity War actually, the, the 22 issue. I think that they have been on the team longer in this run than uh, Hal was. 
in, in the new 52. I was actually looking to see exactly when Hal left. Uh, but again, it's not, you yeah, know, you got that five year gap there. Well, too, I'm saying it's don't... not issue to issue. Yeah, That's yeah. a legacy thing anyway. But I'm saying we've seen this. We had the kumbaya underneath a, a decimated Canada where they all were getting together to get, well, people were dying. Uh, but yeah, you do not need anything in this book anymore for the Green Lanterns or anybody to think that they do not belong. But again, that's that goes with Jessica's anxiety, which again, we've also kind of dealt with a lot. Uh, and also, you know, Bass's fear of, you know, not being able to do what he needs to do. And not being able to do. And that's basically, and really, this is a Jessica Cruz issue to me. Uh, it starts off, though, and they have sent Jessica and Simon outside the Watchtower. This is all at the Watchtower or in space. And they've sent them out because some, no one meetings, can hear you scream. some asteroids, actually, are going to hit the Earth. Now, it makes it seem like these things are huge and it's going to cause a lot of problems to Earth and things like that. You never get anything in this issue. Even when the big, big bad, I guess you could call it, I'm putting that in quotes, because yeah. nothing in this issue feels catastrophic. No, and, nothing at all. And that, that's one thing I do appreciate, because yes, you do have an alien threat, but it's not this fucking world-shattering yes. alien threat that leaves, you know, our heroes wondering what they're going to do, and then, well, that's not the end of that chapter. We'll see yeah, them yeah. again. Yeah, all of a sudden, the asteroids start talking to them, like, what? What'd you say? There's still a threat out there, and have Batman looking up in the sky. We got a war coming, boys, because that's all we've got. So it is a nice little, you know, calm down. The problem, though, with me is that since it isn't a, like I said, a world-ending event, uh, it's more of a character issue, and with the characters being a little generic, it kind yeah, and of that, it, that, it's that's kind a problem. Where okay. I would have liked this to be a pure out character moment, where yeah. we're like we always talk about just the characters chilling on the goddamn watchtower, so we can like see who they are in this book without this yep. goddamn threat yeah. facing the entire world. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, not don't even have this germ threat. No, because and, you have the germ threat, and I told you, I don't know if you agree, but when we get into that part. It seems very odd that a couple people just kind of th- say, eh, screw it. Everybody else is working on it. Let's go do some fun things. And it seemed very odd to me. I like, wouldn't mind if they the, were quarantined because that the setup, forces though, them there. Even the setup, though, feels weird just having John and Lois on yeah. there while it's, you know, Lois is working for the Daily uh, Planet. Like she's doing an interview for the Justice League on the Watchtower. Yeah. It feels kind of off right away for me just with this whole scenario. Well, even so, because as as Jessica and Simon, they're they're blasting these asteroids. Now, at this point, and I really like the art. Felipe Baronis, I really, really like the art in this. Uh, but at this point, it's a little confusing because they're, they're blasting the asteroids, you know, with big fists and construct fists. And Jessica's kind of there. And the problem is she does have a construct. Right. And it throws me off, especially thinking that this was from before. But even now, if you are reading full out, and this is the Justice League book, she hasn't really been able to make constructs, so she has this big hammer. It's like a meat tenderizer yeah. that she has. It threw me a little off, but they're they're destroying these things. And then all of a sudden, it looks like they become constructs themselves and attack them, and I didn't get – what exactly was going on there when they all turn green and Simon's like, watch it. And they kind of hit and then they say, okay, it's all taken care of. But it, it was a little odd. I, I don't know if that's supposed to be the part where they get infected. I'm assuming it is. 
but it was really odd. You, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I was saying get... like the way I saw it was that Jess was just you know you know talking to Simon as this Astro was coming behind her. He just ran. He flew real, right next to her real fast and blasted it out of the it's way. It's just before really it odd the way they did it. And yeah, because well, what happens later? That's why it just threw me off a little because they're not really in contact with no. these asteroids. And what happens is they they go and they say we got to get back to Watch Tower. And this is where they're like, oh, we better not be late. Oh man, I thought it'd be easier being in the just. League, but it's getting harder. And hey, Batman looks the uh, Batman would rather jump off a skyscraper. You know, this is Jessica, all her anxieties, and they're so over the top with this. Like Wonder Woman, hey, Wonder Woman looks at me like I'm a child. Like I don't think Wonder Woman would do that. Wonder Woman's a, ni- a nice lady, especially she, she this would... new Wonder Woman from Rebirth, where it's yeah, not all she, war and fucking bloody. So... This is like all about compassion and, and love. And it's not what what I would like is Simon to have said, like, listen. You know, I understand you're getting anxious, Jessica. Just calm down. What you what you think you're seeing is not really what's happening. Like Wonder Woman loves you, or Wonder Woman, you know, she's always down with you and stuff like that. And then and then he, Jessica says, you know, cyborgs dumbing the stuff down. And and that's when uh, Jessica says that Simon Simon says, no, he has to dumb things down. We don't have computer brains. I'm like. Never really thought of Cyborg having to dumb things down. You know well, what I mean? Depending he's, on what he's trying to re- like relay, he's got this information that he's trying to relay it out. You might, you know, he in my mind, the Vic Stone does take over and try to do it in layman's terms. Yeah, yeah but here's the thing: what is the mission? Mission's just to destroy asteroids. Yeah, I don't see how you could not dumb this down. Like, go and destroy all these asteroids. That's all it is. You go play asteroids out there. Oh, you know, it's look like at a video this game. motherfucker talking down. I can just me. see it. It's like he goes like, "Hey, you got to go out in space and uh, destroy these asteroids." Listen here, computer brain, talk English. He's like, "You space asteroids blow up. Listen, give it to me straight. I don't need your <laughs> fucking cyborg talk." And he's like. Boy, they are dumb. Like, really, how much could you dumb it? Rocks in space, you blow up. Huh. If you're going to talk he like that. drawing pictures yeah. on a whiteboard. Oh, yeah. like- they explain charades. She's like, listen, if you're not going to dumb it down for me. or the, At the end, he's just like, asteroid blow up. What do you think? I'm stupid. Just, he and just puts his hands there. together. If asteroids hit Earth. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, listen, don't act like you're smarter than me, buddy. I'm just telling you. It's like the whole deal. I wonder what this goddamn fucking dumb it down. But again, it, it's very forced to get this anxiety in her not thinking well, e- that she even fits that, in. The whole setup we have, we have the asteroids here. Where then they, you know, they destroy the asteroids. They head back to the watchtower where we realize that they have, you know, taken on some kind of bacteria that's followed them in. And I'm like, this is such a weird thing because this does feel like a Green Lantern story within a Justice League book. Yeah, yeah. But we don't have the rings talk to them at all in this. And the idea that this thing is on them should be something in my mind since they always have the shields up around them. Yes, should be something that the rings should be relayed to them because this is like. These are space cops that go from world to world. They should know if they have some kind of, you know, contagion or bacteria on them. And because of that also, you just – you wonder, like I said, you wonder when they're going to be infected like you you had mentioned. But also they are out and about all the time. Like say Wonder yeah. Woman. Wonder Woman's just out. She's not wearing a space suit. You would think that when they get back, you'd also have – now this is a nitpick. We don't see it. You would think they'd have a, a chamber that they go in that the would contamination kind of scan room, them. Yeah, yeah you, would, you would not be able to just go right into the watchtower. Or, you know, willy-nilly. There's probably a lot of procedures involved in getting in there. Uh, it's just 
it's a it's an okay story though, and it's forced. It's very quick, so you're not going to get that stuff. But everything leads to just the next kind of forced deal because, like you said, they're worried. Uh, also, it's like, hey, when they look at us, all they see is how they forget how's been there, and and really, as a reader of the Just League, we haven't seen how. Oh my on god, Just League it's been in a so long, long. So you're kind of like, I don't know if that's the case. But when they go in, the whole thing is the setup. Like you said, Lois is there. She's brought John along, which I like her line to Superman, but she's there to talk to the the Justice League about how they like the Watchtower. And it just seems like Superman's like, I can't believe you let Perry talk you into this puff piece. And I agree. I agree with Superman. Like this I, I is, can't believe the Justice League went along with it. That's yeah, why would they allow it? Me. Exactly. Yeah, I like, mean, yes. really. And, and everybody's de- like, you know, mine, this is Lois Lane. She's a great reporter, but yes. she's not involved with the Justice League the yeah, way yeah. that, you know, she is in everybody yeah. else's mind. So the idea and that she could actually go and do this goddamn puff piece is weird to me that anybody can think it could go down. Yeah. And again, you would have a Superman and, and Batman, all of them, they obviously, they know Lois. And yeah. they would say like, oh, at least we can trust her to not spell things out, you know, and, and do crazy things up here. But it is odd for uh, on the other side of people like what's Lois Lane doing up there next thing you know they start thinking that she's close because not only this it seems like this is a running piece that she's been doing because Jessica says can't she just go with my other quotes where I agree with everyone else like this seems like this has been an ongoing piece that they have talked to her a bunch of times that kind of puts a target on Lois Lane you know you want to fuck around with the Justice League now it's just it's just very odd Uh, but I do like when she says you know what I, I get to be with my favorite favorite man in the world and i can bring john for a bring your kid to work day without super villain interference i kind of thought that was funny i but actually really like the editor note the little callback see recent issues of superman where john's been kidnapped a few, a few times, times. I, I actually like that too but there here's where we start going generic again because there's hey john's a little kid he's very precocious and he gets he's all add and stuff and you have him like running around batman who's just standing there huh like batman likes john as far as I can tell, he likes John. I think he would at least say hello and at least talk to him. And what is Batman doing? He's just sitting there at the desk. He's looking at stuff. Actually, yeah, I don't even think looking. he's looking at stuff. He's looking through it. He's just trying to, like, you know, pass the time until everybody yeah. leaves and he can fucking Generally. let a fart loose or something. He's, I'm telling you, no. He's just, he's dead inside. He has nothing <laughs> I'm to telling do. You, he's the, just what he's there. doing now is how I sat at that graduation for my brother yesterday for, like, two yeah. goddamn hours because I didn't want to been, be involved or talk to anybody or yeah. just fucking have yep. any questions asked. Just sit there and look forward. You Not said it's like American words. Werewolf in London. You know what being dead's like? It's boring. It's boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, boring. There's Batman. He's at the Watchtower. He's bored out of his skull. Uh, Simon and Jessica come in, and here's the problem is you've already set it up that they – and I'm telling you, Simon not, didn't really – he's not anxious. But Jessica is saying things like all these things. Oh, they don't like us as much. They're looking for how, whatever. And so you don't expect Simon to come in fucking flying high fives around. And Jessica, like, at this point... Oh, I half you, expected him to yell booyah. Yeah, oh, I'm telling you, at, at this point, you would think maybe Jessica's issue is they like Simon more than her. Maybe you could have went with that route. Like, oh, they only want one Green Lantern. I'm here as extra baggage. I'm a third wheel. I'm all this crazy stuff. Uh, instead, he is going around high five, and I like him high-fiving John. So do like, I. if he came in, and that's funny. I'm and, mad. Uh, you know... And it also shows in the background that they've met 
you know, because he's like, Bass, oh, man, up top, big man. And I really <laughs> like that. And then he's, he's giving Superman a high five. He goes to give Cyborg a fist bump, who he doesn't react and just he punches him in the side. I don't know if that was weird art there where he just punches him. Or is that kind of like a playful punch to the like shoulder? I think that's like a love tap on the arm kind of I shit. I thought you it was know? supposed to be a fist bump and then Cyborg left No, no, you, you're talking about that later on after they fucking complete their goddamn mission and Simon and Jessica go and do a goddamn high five together. Yeah. The art makes it look like they completely missed the fucking thing completely. Yeah. And I'm like, I started laughing my ass it's off. The Even worst. though it's a it says fail. slap right there, it yeah. is a total fail. Yeah, and then Simon goes to Wonder Woman. This is where this is pretty much, you know, the first big thing that you're seeing of Wonder Woman with Shea Fontana. And he goes to give her a high five, and then she looks at it and she's like, I respect your people's celebratory rituals. And I was like, And that's oh. where I started having an issue with what going yeah. forward with Wonder Woman. Like, is this like, what we're gonna I, have with her? Where yeah. she is this big goddamn dummy still, even though yeah. she's been in Fans like, for so really, long. Is this what you're going with? She has been in the, you know, like you quote unquote man's world for a long long time uh this is weird for her to say this this is justice league origins in the new 52 when she learns what ice cream is it went way 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 beyond this point and then he goes up to batman again batman's miserable you can't have batman be fun or happy so he he leaves him hanging that's a tom brady high five right there i I even thought that the handshake was awkward as fuck like why would he go turn it into a goddamn handshake just stand there don't fucking do anything god damn it that handshake's even more awkward you're gonna leave me hanging and i thought it would have been hilarious if batman then felt bad high five and then john was there do you see batman give a high five (laughs) it would be so good there's so many like things so then you go off and they're talking to the green lanterns you have lois uh talking hey what do you think about the watchtower simon's like oh i like the espresso machine i'm like this is a puff piece you know extraordinaire i like it too that in the background now wonder woman it's her time to be bored she's just sitting there looking, looking so bored but then they go to jessica hey what do you think oh uh he speaks for both of us and then walks and it's like really you sour puss uh but in the meantime they're they're going and then all of a sudden cyborg sees oh no there's some life forms An undetected life, life forms form, here. Yeah. and we got to see he says they're Almost microscopic, which obviously we find out later they are not. Uh, they call out that Trinity uh, event, that incident that's coming up that we just had in Trinity number nine that's going to yeah. continue. Uh, but yeah, up until this, you have this, and then Jessica freaks out. They're like, oh, they're all over you. Now she's anxious because she, you know, she'd be germ And that's the whole thing. You know, like, and that's, it bothers me just because, like, oh, and they're all over. The, you two are covered, and I'm like, you you have your, your, your shields up at all times pretty much. Your, your suits are comprised – of the freaking green energy yeah. here, like they're, they're not on you. Yeah, on I, I you. don't. I don't think that Shea Fontana really gets that concept. I don't think they told her, uh, and she just thinks they're uniforms. And yeah, supposedly now they're all over. But at this point, they seem to have just come in, but they are all over the watchtower. Like they're everywhere. They're pinging it, it, all over the watchtower. In my mind, there it's just a trail of when Jessica and Simon came in down yeah. to where they are right now. I'm it's telling you, they're making it seem like it's everywhere in the watchtower, though. And it's funny too. They never go like, "Huh, they're all over all of us now." It's like they're just on Jessica and Simon and elsewhere. Uh, but they're on – they're everywhere, and they, they say, oh, they, they're tough suckers. They have the vacuum of space that comes out later. Uh, but they're trying to figure out what they can do. They, they're going to, you know, hey, we can fumigate it. Lois needs to leave. She's like, I got to get out of here. Why don't we call the fucking, you know, the exterminator get things these things out? And Superman and Wonder Woman both say, no, 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 no. 
we can't do that. They are a sentient species. We don't know anything about them. They may, you know, they may be a thinking organism. We can't just kill them, which is okay. Yeah, I don't know. I, I'm surprised Superman didn't take to take it to his goddamn zoo in the Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, really, because, yeah, so they're like, we can't do that. They call down to Earth where Aquaman and Flash is. This is only to have them involved. There's it, no and reason. Daddy, like, can you, like... Aquaman, I can kind of see using like the whole, you know, aquakinesis, the idea of like him being connected to the sea mm-hmm. life and shit like that. Maybe that's something that having Flash here talking yeah. about, yeah, I don't think you guys should come to Earth. It doesn't seem right. Yeah. Like Flash seems called, like he that, is. That is just. That is yeah. just for like you know like the sake of calling Flash. Yeah. You know, like Flash was acting as if like he's he's not the king of the world. Like, no. really, it's Aquaman. It's like, listen, you know, a lot of novel pathogens, if they get in the ocean, it can cause a lot of problems. It's true. Now, up until this, they won't they, – they all should know this. They all should know. There's yeah. no reason why you – oh, we got these unknown microscopic freaking organisms. Hey, let's just shoot them to Earth. No. They, they know hey, enough Flash not had to that ever weekend do of that. hazmat training. We should call him up. Yeah, yeah. So basically, like you said, Aquaman, it makes sense. Now, now, the oceans, it would cause trouble. But they go, what do you think, Flash? Yeah, Earth's a no-go. No. Off limits. I'm like, <laughs> really, Flash? Like, when have you become the guy who's in charge of Earth? Uh, but yeah, that's when uh, Cyborg hits like, up. Oh, I guess we got to hit this button that has been sitting here forever, and I've really wanted to hit for a long time. Boom, Watchtower Quarantine. It says, as if the people there don't know. You know, there's big warnings and stuff. I think that they're aware of this. Uh, but this is where the whole issue then breaks down into people get separated into groups, and the one group makes somewhat sense where they're going to try to figure out what's going on. It's Superman, somewhat Batman, sense. and Lois. Now, it still doesn't because they don't know what these are. It doesn't seem at this point that they have have quite a sample but they do because yeah, superman's because checking like, dna it, it is such a weird thing because they they checked the, they they seem to have these things they're like you know cyborg has told us what they are to a degree we can yeah. see pictures of them shit like that but you know the idea that is thrown out here where they can't find anything but lois like are they just placating lois to make her think that she's helping i like, think what? i think she, i think they are because all she does is look on Wikipedia, uh, little bugs. What what has she looked up? She's not. She doesn't have data. She just has her laptop. She has her laptop from fucking you know the Daily Planet. B- Batman's going and pretending he's in goddamn Minority Report, switching things all over the place. He's. I'm telling you, he's trying to fool people. He's not doing anything. Superman's at a microscope. I didn't think that they had a sample of these things, but I'll say maybe they do. They I don't should. know because. I guess, but they, they're Tell saying the he's like, watchtower. yeah, but he's, and it's funny too, because they're doing this as if there's no possibility that they'll get on any of them or do anything of the sort like that. Like they have quarantined that the watchtower kind of basically their quarantine is you just can't leave yeah. Th- this whole thing where, where cyborg has said they're all over the place. You think they'd be closing hatches and fucking doors and try to, you know, get them into one room, possibly, you know, kind of keep them within uh, some limits. Well, uh, but here the, the thing though, because it seems like all of these things at one point just go through the air vent system. Like we should yeah, have some well, kind that's, of protocol. Yeah, that's what happens us. then. Yeah. They, they don't even shut that down. It's very odd. And also the fact that it seems like cyborg it's not like he is connecting with a database to do things. It seems like he has his own – Like, I never got Cyborg to be one to be able to scan a microscopic 
uh, organism and then kind of get – you know what I mean? It seems like the info that he would gather would be what what uh, Lois actually ends up getting, but he seems to not be that concerned. And you would no. think that if they're there doing this where they're going through databases, they're doing all this – where's Cyborg? Because we'll see you, later. What Superman is doing is he's going through the goddamn databases looking for uh, DNA matches. Cyborg could do that in a second. Yes. Yeah, I'm saying – and the, what throws me off is Cyborg is a database guy. Cyborg to me is somebody who he's all data and, you know, and he can get data. You give him data, he'll interpolate it and stuff like that. But in the meantime, I didn't think that he's like a human microscope where he scans a organism and can find. I can kind of see it. Yeah, like, it's I'm weird you, though. If he, he looks at it and, you know, like, you know, tell us like it becomes a but microscopic visual. they don't know what it like is, is And he interfaces problem. with the computer itself That's while he's That's what I'm doing saying this. though. What happens later is he looks at them and says, I do not detect a weakness. The problem is, is we don't really know what they are at that point. There is no, no data base for him to go off of because what Lois then says to Batman who Batman then also he's in the room with Superman this is at least his best friend uh, colleague most trusted ally and he starts throwing shade at Lois who he should know just as well in this reborn uh, universe because Lois is like oh I'm going to start investigating he goes you and she says like intrepid reporter three years on the science and medical beat won the Bingham prize for all right you investigate it's like a, a Superman should punch him right in the face. Like, what are you talking about? You no, know, no, she already I'm, even I'm mentioned. I'm with Batman on this. She's one Pulitzer Prize. Now, I'm telling you, she comes up with nothing and they make it up. But just the whole fact that he says that, I could just see him in the background just shaking his head. Oh, I would say. In, in two seconds, he says, all right, you investigate it. Superman says it's negative for any DNA matches. And then right away she has some. I think I might have something. And just the Arctic and Arctic krill are kind of like this. The euphasia like, superba? No. Yeah, I'm like, no, you can't go. And you're prize worthy, Lois. Batman says, like, I don't think so. It'd be no. like you, we, we see something from space, and I'm like, you know what that reminds me of? Ice cream. Oh, and and then we like, go we, for we that. Have, we have some kind of a thing on board here. It's got four legs. You know what? It's kind of like a deer. Deers yeah. have four legs. I'm telling you, just say, uh, uh, what's his name? Slush or whatever. <laughs> he comes in. Slush is there. I'm like, you know what this reminds me of? That slime we used to play with. <laughs> Jesus Christ, my dog's going nuts. Uh, yeah, you know what, Eric? It's like that slime. Let's do what you did and put it Bella? in the VCR. Oh, uh, Bella doesn't yeah. think Lois can do it either. No, Bella's pissed. She's like, listen, I agree with you guys, but you're going on too long about it. That's why she's actually our editor now. <laughs> she's the producer. Uh, but in the meantime, they're they're doing all this, and this is where I laugh because you have the watchtower in quarantine. Now, the problem is I would love it if the quarantine was an outside thing. Listen, we cannot leave the watchtower because of this threat on the outside. It's on the inside. And so what Lo uh, Wonder Woman decides, it's time to train. And the problem is what it leads to. And I understand being in quarantine, it sucks. It's boring. But why aren't they helping? Why aren't they going to where Cyborg knows the stuff is? And it, like I said, herding it together, trying to help everybody. They're just going to fight. And she's going to train with Simon and Jessica. Jessica, in the meantime, is very upset. She's scrubbing herself, which this, you know, I would do the same thing. Simon, now, he doesn't any, care. Do you think there's anything wrong with the shower, the locker room kind of thing? Like, there's not a lot of privacy going on hey, in here. It's like, you think it's like, they have Cyborg many showers in here. Yeah, I, I, yeah I, there isn't a lot of privacy. I, I'm with you. Well, I even... uh 
uh, passed over the one thing where Simon goes to his room, and now you have his temper where he throws shit, and he doesn't think he's he's ready, and you know they're gonna hate us and stuff they because of what again. they did. Yeah, he throws the chairs against the wall. That's uh, how you know he's but, yeah. really angry. Where Jessica is there, she's scrubbing herself, and then that's where you see this little bug. That's supposed to be microscopic, almost. It's not. It's a little bug. I don't know if it grows out of nowhere just to fucking implant itself in its neck. Well, that's the problem. It implants itself in her neck. The problem is you don't know where it came from. Uh, but they have to show you that she has the queen inside her. So that's, you know, it's like, it's a very weird progression to get where you have to go. Uh, I'll go, I'll go with it only because yeah, yeah. it reminds me of a space horror type movie, like an alien or something yeah. where it goes in. But even then she's bleeding a lot. That would hurt. Like, you know what I mean? She doesn't feel this. It puts a hole that's bleeding in the back of her neck. She doesn't even, like, rub it and go, oh, man, I better get that checked or something. But well, that, it could be a lot like the bloodline aliens where when it goes in, it puts a little paralytic deal in maybe, there. Fuck it, you know, maybe. it goes in. Uh, I'll go with it. Because, yeah, again, it's you, alien. you have it's that. You, it's it's something Fontana. that these aliens do, obviously. It yeah, Shea Fontana is showing us. Now, where I want to go from here before we move on, though, uh, knowing what happens near the end, why does it do this? Why is it getting inside of Jessica? Because in the meantime, all of this is really nothing. You know what I mean? They get the, I get the idea of these, these alien microbes, these microscopic organisms were on the asteroids. They destroyed the asteroids. So they didn't have their, their, their home was destroyed. So they jumped on the Green Lanterns, the only thing there. They got in here, but why is this queen going inside of Jessica? It's very, very odd if you just think about what this whole thing ended up being uh, because it doesn't really make sense. Sorry, you say that. I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm going to go back. Why is this not an all-hands-on-deck situation where everybody yeah. works together to come yeah. up with a solution? That's what I'm saying. Why, why are they going to train? And then in the meantime, you get the man who is the guy who, I'm telling you, nine times out of ten is – at the monitors in the watchtower, you make the joke. Cyborg is always on monitor duty when they need him to go through. Like at this point, they should be going All through. All right, guys, I'm going on break. It's video game time. Also, also, I'll even go even further. Do you think the computer database of the Justice League would have uh, the data? Because if it doesn't, I think a Green Lantern ring would. Yeah. I think that they could go and if they have a sample, the Green Lantern ring scans it, tells it if it says, you know, unknown, then you know you have something fucked up. This is the a Green Lantern ring. Why isn't it telling them yeah, what no, they are and the what to do? Now. Yeah, well, yeah, it's just it should know. It, if it doesn't, then you go from there. But in the meantime, y- you have Wonder Woman, Simon and Jessica training and then Cyborg showing up to play video games with John. And there, there. This isn't time for video games. There is. They don't know. I know that at the end, you know, all's you know good. That all's well that ends well. Uh, at this point, they don't know that these are not going to take over their their brains. It's not, yeah. they're not going to eat the watch. Like this is something that should be an issue. And there's Cyborg. And I really think that this was something that Shea Fontana went and looked at some of the Jeff Johns deal, where at a point. Cyborg and Shazam really didn't have a lot to do and were playing video games and, and, ping, and pong. Pool, ping pong and stuff on the Watchtower. I think that's that's where they're going. Also, trying to make it like she may even think, well, Cy- Cyborg, I, I know him from the Teen Titans, so he likes to play stuff and he'd play with John. And even if it's Cyborg going to see if John's okay, uh, I but imagine, they you know, need he's, him. He's on, he's on monitor duty today, right, while everybody's doing their shit. And then like, hey, Cyborg, you're finally off monitor duty. All right, booyah, you're on Boo- baby. Yeah. Sitting duty. 
Ah, boo, ya, ya, boo? Boo, nah. He takes it back. <laughs> boo, nah. Uh, in the meantime, I, I wouldn't have minded if they were like, hey, Jessica, you you know, we have Simon. Simon's helping. They send Jessica down to be with John and have the whole thing where Jessica now, like, look what I did. Oh, they don't even trust me and whatever. Uh, and then at the end, you find out that that Superman and Lois, they have trusted her with the most important thing that they have, yeah. being John. I would have liked that. You know, I, I always have these fucking theories, but I would have liked that a little more um, because it's weird because he goes to play with John. And they're like, hey, man, hey, you playing Miner's War 6? And John's like, it's almost fu- – it's funny to me this scene because John does act as if, oh, here comes this old guy, even though he's the youngest guy on yeah. the Justice League. It's like when I say you're old, you think you're young. Cyborg thinks young, that he's – Oh, Cyborg thinks he's this young, cool guy, and he shows up, and John's just like, huh, I'm doing nothing. Nothing? That looks like Miner's War 6. You want to see something really cool? And then he sets up this, you know, video game table thing that they play like a live, you know, a a big holographic version of it. And John thinks it's great, and he's like, oh, man, Grubber's your main too? Awesome. And then, uh, and it's okay dialogue, and they're suburb. ha, yeah, yeah, you know, I love it. And then that's where John's like, you know, we got a lot, or no, that's where Cyborg says, we got a lot in common, kid. Mad gaming skills, thinking about whatever. And John's like, yeah, my dad says I have too much screen time. How about your dad? And I'm like, yeah, Cyborg's dad has a lot more fucked up shit. Like, Cyborg my could really... My dad made my life screen time. Oh, I'm telling you. At the... <laughs> That would have been awesome. At this point, they go off and they come back, and it's three hours later, and Cyborg is still listening, you know, listing off the fucked up things that Silas has done to him. Uh, but they're, they're playing, but th- this whole thing, they're going while the Watchtower is infected. It's yep. nonsense. It's complete nonsense. Then you go, and, and we'll probably, the rest of it's very quick here. Because, it's a montage of what yeah, everybody else yeah, is Yeah, really, they have, you have Wonder Woman fighting both Green Lanterns. You have them think that they've won when they knock her down with, you know, they grab her sword with a construct. They knock her down. And it's one of those. And even this seemed really off with what we've gotten with Wonder Woman. This is more of like, I don't know, not a blood thirsty wonder no, woman it, but you know what it is it, it's fucking blood sport where they start yeah. celebrating like fucking jackson and all of a yeah. sudden chenley's getting back up fight's yep. not over till it's over yeah and and here's where the the problem is i have with this little bit it seems like a foreshadowing or setup to something that would happen at the end where everything seems fine and then the, the Green Lanterns remember their really lesson. It really does. You know what I mean? It seems like this is really set up for a later event where they, they think they've gotten this pathogen done and everybody the turns their back. The Green Lanterns have learned and something. They, the fight's yeah, not they've over learned something and they, they are there to save the day. And Wonder Woman's like, lesson learned. <laughs> It'd be great. <laughs> I thought but, I was teaching you. Yeah, really, you, you were, were really teaching, teaching me the But whole she does time. kind of say that later. Uh, while they're fighting, though, this is where – up until this point, I'm I'm reading it the first time. I'm like, okay, this is okay. I, you yeah. know, the, I didn't really think it through until these bugs come through the vent. Because then I'm like, wait a second, Th- these things aren't even contained. Like, how could they not be contained? They're coming through the vent and they start attacking. Everybody goes. It seems weird because uh, they show up and I think it's Batman's like, we're locking on the distress signal. I'm like, distress signal. They're <laughs> just screaming. But they get there and they're gonna fight. And they realize and, – and really, they're, they're fighting away. And, and again, if I want to point out something crazy, before they really mentioned that they could not hurt these things. No, they didn't they, this could hurt. be a fucking like an endangered species yeah, or some yeah. sort. You know, you know, can't fucking just go and kill these things and no, eradicate them. C- Cyborg comes in guns ablazing. Arm cannon going. He is destroying them. Now, if you're going to tell me, hey, listen – 
Now it's a danger. They're getting attacked. They have to do something. It's just odd because in the meantime, why didn't they just fumigate at the beginning and it would have taken care of it? Uh, they realized that the monster – these things have formed into like a you know a, a construct of themselves. You know, They're all forming into one being and they're mimicking – Jessica and that but even so Lois is like you got to find the queen I'm like really are you still going with that you know what's Jesus going on Christ here? I somehow mean, really? she does yeah and they're like okay we got to find the queen and, and the thing that's is, where- if, if, if you look at the progression of this where all these bacteria come out and I guess you know they have multiplied to the degree where they're no longer microscopic because they're making yeah. like a, a, poor, no, they, like, like a human or kind of form, but it's it's never attacking them no nope it's, it's just, just going there, and mimicking and the Jessica. League is attacking it, even yes. though they said we can't attack it. Yeah, so I don't know why like we jumped in a fucking fight right away. Yeah, they don't realize what it is, so they end up just attacking it. You always it, which feel is, what you don't know, Jim. Yeah, it's, and again, it's it's exactly opposite of what they had pointed out earlier. And then Cyborg's <laughs> blasting him. Superman's trying to punch him. Uh, but they realize that uh, Batman sees them. It's like, huh, they're kind of mimicking Jessica. Gets real sexy close to Superman and whispers in his ear, Hey, Clark, it's Jessica. It's mirroring them. I'm telling you, it's so weird. Yeah, she's pretty, isn't she? And then we got to get her away. And when Superman grabs her to get away, uh, the things freak out. Uh, But again, it's mimicking Jessica, who has the queen in her. Why? What what is the end game for these microscopic things? If this was something where they were trying to find a new home and this is how they were going to do it, but you never really get an idea. And I don't think you can tell me what the idea was of what these microorganisms are doing when they're mimicking Jessica and what their end game is. And like you said, they're not attacking. They're they're not bad. They they just to me like a- after the Justice League attack and try to get Jessica away. Yes, they do swarm and start going all around Jessica and start like, yeah. you know making yeah. her the new body or whatever. But it doesn't it's ever weird seem to too, be hurting though. her. And and the the problem with me is is that I could even I could probably convince you easily just by the art itself. That they think Superman's attacking her because yeah. he grabs and what they're doing is making a shield around her to protect her. You know what I'm saying? And I, I don't think that you could go against that because all in all, the the other problem with this is they're pretty much space ants. Can we go with the space yeah, ants? Sure, I'll go with that. They never know what these things are. Nobody's ever able to talk to them. They they never get an idea of what's going on. So you don't know. To me, all these things are reactionary species who've lost their home and are trying to just, you know, it'd be like me getting a, an ant fucking hill, digging it up and throwing it in my house. They're all going to walk around. They're going to try to find shit to do. They're going to try to find food. They may just be looking for food at this point. Who knows? Uh, but yeah, they're swarming over Jessica. Simon makes a beat construct and then tips it over on her and i'm telling you people might not like that i think that's goofy fun i think that's like almost like it seems like a silver age thing for me to 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 see where it's a beaker that just kind of clumps on her now in the meantime i think that jessica is now never going to be able to recover from this she is bad with with bugs the whole thing going into the beaker too it's like Somehow now, even though like the queen's inside, you think the queen would be controlling these things from within, you know, protect yeah. the, the queen's new home. But then somehow Jessica starts controlling them with her emotions yeah. and mo- makes them go inside this beaker. Yeah, like, makes them go. I, I don't understand why, It doesn't why, make though. sense. It doesn't make sense. And I'm telling you, Jessica would be freaking out so bad. Now oh, they yeah, try, they kind of have of it. You know, they're like, they're but, holding onto her hand, telling her to keep control and yeah. shit like that. And they're trying to talk no, her down from having a full out no fucking way. panic attack. But – 
even me, I'm like, there's no fucking way I wouldn't be no. freaking the fuck out. I'm I telling you, I could say, I listen, I, I need you to just stay calm. I'm going to put you in, a, in an enclosed space with a trillion fucking little bugs that are going to fly around you. You'd freak out. And then basically how this ends is she scratches her neck, you think, and pulls out the queen and goes, huh. There it is. And they say the queen was tapping into your brainwaves. And that's Cyborg saying, I'm picking up a unique pheromone, and I think it's tapping into your brainwaves. I'm like, really? You know, you didn't see this before or, or have anything. It just happens. And I can just end. pick it off off the back of yeah, my neck. Yeah, she just picks it off the back of her neck, and then you get, like, good times now because there you have the Green Lanterns. They're going to they're gonna finish what they started, and Simon has made a construct of an ant hill uh, or a, a uh, ant farm, and yeah. they take it to another asteroid. They find it somewhere to live live it's kind of fucked up to me because he says hey you know she jessica's like you have to make an ant farm he's like hey they love it in there they made a little barn oh really no i kind of help and it does look like they might be enjoying it he snaps his fingers it dissipates and they all just fall on that asteroid i'm thinking they're pissed now like we just had this fucking neat ass home now you fucking we're on this asteroid so much for them being microscopic yeah and and no not microscopic and also who knows like can you think that maybe somehow they were guiding that asteroid towards Earth? I don't know that you no. can, but they were heading towards Earth. If the Green Lanterns did not blow up that asteroid, they would have been on Earth. I'm saying, what happened if they aren't really, quote-unquote, good? What happened if the, somehow they controlled, they, they tapped into Jessica's mind ways? What happened if the, the, the Justice League doesn't know? You're just told it because that's what we're told, and they take yep. him out and put him on an asteroid. It's just that there's no real resolution except they put him back on an asteroid and then say, you know what? I think we did well today, Simon. I'm like, really? You did well? I don't know what you did. Like, really? Look, how are you going to explain this? Look at that slap. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm looking now. Oh, it's so bad. It's it's off. And, and the funny thing about it is when they give the slap, that the high five, Jessica even looks like, we did, we did wrong. But yeah, that's where they're bagging. Hey, bug free and better than ever, baby. And then Wonder Woman's like, oh, well done, Lanterns. And this is where you got, hey, thanks for teaching us. Oh, you know what? You thought I, yeah, I was teaching you. You were teaching me. Because she says, I wasn't training you. I was training with you. And then you have Jessica, woohoo! It goes outside and flying around uh, to get uh, contaminated once again. Who knows? But yeah, uh, it's odd. I do think that uh, there was a funny little thing in the Watchtower there. It looked a lot like the end of Empire Strikes Back when they're there. In oh, that, yeah, when they're all looking out the window. In the bay. I like that. I thought that was a, a funny. If it was a call out, I thought that was funny. But. In the end, this was an okay story. It's very generic. Uh, very. Things, And again, it's funny because we nitpicked a lot. kind of seems silly even to nitpick. It really does. Because I don't think this was meant to be anything important. I don't think that it was meant to be this earth-shattering deal. I think it was just like, hey, we want to have a fun issue. Make something fun. Show the characters. Like, I'm telling you, this seemed like a... We said the workshop, but it did seem like it'd be homework. Like, go right. home for the weekend, write a Just League story featuring one of the characters, and then come back and we'll grade you on Monday. And she came back and like, you know what? This is pretty fun. You know, you got the concepts. It's not like if I did this, if I went and they, I was in school right now, or I was at DC and like, listen, go home, write a, a Hawkman story. I come back with something fun. I don't think they're going to criticize me because I didn't know everything there ever was that happened to Hawkman. I know you would. 
Uh, maybe they might say, listen, this isn't as savage as the Hawkman should be. Whatever. But I think that this was just supposed to be a fun little issue that they could throw in at some point. And because of that, all this nitpicking, I didn't – I wasn't angry. When I read this, I'm a little worried because what I'm worried about is when Shea Fontana goes to Wonder Woman, uh, I hope that she gets a little more in-depth with her characters. And I think I hope that she thinks the story's through a little more than this one seemed to be. This seemed very on-the-surface storytelling without much you know, thinking behind the scenes of what each scene would do and how to set it up and things like that. Like I said, at one point, Wonder Woman looked like she was setting up some foreshadowing, which she wasn't. You had, you know, John and Lois there when in the meantime you really didn't need them there at all it was basically at the end for just to have Cyborg to have somebody to go talk to uh, but you could have had something different with that she didn't get Aquaman and Flash involved at all they just had that thing and Flash became fucking the president of the world he's the guy he's like not on my watch he's built a wall around Earth and you only go through Flash to get on Earth <laughs> so I am worried about that I love the art like I said the dialogue it was a little generic and a little kind of hokey it wasn't awful though i think uh, i appreciate the humor she tried to yeah. infuse in it even if it didn't play like you know play out every, yes. like the, exactly the way she wanted to every every scene but and you're right i think the the it was kind of cartoony fun dialogue yeah uh you uh, you said you appreciate it are you worried a little though because of what book she's coming from this kind of seems better suited. No, to that. I'm telling you, it does not. That does not worry me. The dialogue with Wonder Woman, with like, I appreciate your freaking yeah. your gestures. Yeah, it seemed that odd. worries me. Yeah, it seemed it seemed very odd. Again, and we we had a problem. It's with, almost I, like, the, I, like I'm telling you, it's either dialogue for a very young Wonder Woman who's just come to Man's Order, yeah. or fuck Coriander Starfire, because it just seems so out yeah, of place. It seemed like, a lot. Star- I don't understand actually, your gestures. It's funny you say that. If they had star, that's a perfect Starfire. Deal. Yeah, yeah. I think Wonder Woman by now knows what a high five is. I, I really think she she might know. Uh, but yeah, it, that that is worrisome, especially that that's the character that we're like, oh, when is she going to get to Wonder Woman? And Wonder Woman doesn't really have a lot to do oh. in this issue. Uh, but I thought Kick some that newbies if, asses and fucking yeah. does, you know she appreciates gestures. Yeah, but yeah, that that gesture was was a little crazy. But I did love the art. I thought the art was really good. Uh, and again, it's. I liked it more than the Brian Hitch stories because at least it wasn't trying to blow your mind in the meantime coming off as pretty retarded. And in the long run, it, it. it made more sense than any of yeah. his stories ever had. Yeah, and we even had problems, but at least it ended. You saw them put the goddamn the freaking microscopic organisms back on an asteroid and say, job well done, and had a victory lap. I mean, we did get an end. So I, I, I appreciate that. I will applaud that. Uh, but I ended up giving it a 6.5. I, I can't get too gaga about this and go real high uh but i it's a positive six five this is not a you know we don't go on our site seven and above we go down to a one we rarely go to a one but we do have that scale so a six five i'm not really i I was actually i had a good time with it uh but yeah i couldn't i couldn't in right mind rate it any higher than that what did what would you give it like i like you i like the art a lot and you know it was a decent little one shot for what it was but it was just a little too generic for me. Like, it makes me really worried that uh, Shea yeah. Fontano, like, you know, while she can write a, like a generic kind of book for a DC superhero girls, I'm worried that now she's up to the big leagues. She hasn't evolved this into like, yeah. you know, knowing the characters and being able to present them in a way that the fans know they're supposed to be. Yes. And because of that, I have to give it a six out of 10. Okay. And, and here's the thing. If she goes to Wonder Woman and it's a lighthearted, fun book, it has a lot of humor. As long as she, 
gets the characters and writes it, maybe that's what we need. So maybe, maybe. We're, we're maybe we're throwing a lot of shade at her about this dialogue when maybe we would appreciate this because Wonder Woman, the book itself, I can't say that it's fun. It hasn't been fun, and maybe this is what it needs. Maybe this will be like surprisingly. I just the generic. Yeah, they thought Batgirl needed to be more fun too. Look what I happened know. There. Well, that's the problem. Yeah, uh, the g- generic uh, thing of the the story itself and the over the top, uh, almost cliched characterizations are what really have me worried as well. Yeah. but we'll see how it goes. But that's the spotlight, Eric. You see that pause? That's a like pause it. of a professional. That's a professional right there, fella. yeah. Professional, Eric. Uh, but yeah, that is our little bit of a, uh, a spotlight. We're going to be talking about a lot of books this week. God damn. As I go, I am loading up my app here. We have a ton, a ton of books. I'm telling you, we may not even talk about all of them. Uh, don't get that excited, though. It's one that I, I don't know. We have talked. I'm talking about Dark Knight 3. I'm sorry, I think we, we've talked about every we issue have. so far. No, you're killing me here. I was hoping you were going to tell me that possibly we didn't. Uh, we may have to talk. If about we skipped too. in the middle a couple, but I'm pretty sure, I'm like I'm pretty sure we talked about yeah. every single one. And the skip out on the finale of this book. Skip out on the finale. One of the you biggest can't. selling books at DC when it comes out. You're killing me. I know one thing. We're not talking DC Looney Tunes hundred page spectacular you, no number way. one. We actually went to the comic store this week. We we cut out of work a little early on Wednesday, and we went to the comic store and we're standing there and we're looking at some stuff. I'm like, oh, here it is, Eric. Here you go. <laughs> I picked that hundred page thing off. You're like, get, get that the, the fuck, fuck away, from, away from me. Then I looked. I'm like, boy, I think that's eight bucks. I'm I'm staying away from it myself. Uh, we're gonna be talking about Aquaman number twenty four. Reggie will have a song for that one, Eric. Bane Conquest number two. Batman number twenty. 24, everybody going gaga. That's supposed to be an epilogue, a prologue, a, a prelogue. It's supposed a to be. You're saying it's not? A synopsis, a, uh, a biblioteca. I don't know what. Freaking Tom Kang has told me basically from what he said about this issue, it should be able to make my dinner and still cut a fucking tomato. Nice. Eric, still cut a tomato. Batman number 24, that one is. Cyborg number 13. Uh, Dark Knight 3, The Master Race, number 9. Deathstroke, number 20, which is coming out of the Lazarus contract. And we'll see. Which is the one story out of that three, uh, like, series crossover that I'm interested in. That was interesting, yeah. And, uh, I'll tell you. I was imp- I was not impressed. I was happy with this. Uh, they, it, there's some nitpicks in that one. I'm starting to think that that's all we do is nitpick. But uh, Green Arrow so. number Green Arrow number 24, which is the end of the Star City arc, and, and the beginning of the weird science. The beginning of weird science, because in fact, if you haven't been following us on our site or whatever, uh, we survived the plane wreck. Uh, yep. I will tell you. I have become the most unluckiest man, or luckiest. You I'm have to look luckiest. at it both I'm ways. I'm lucky for everyone around you. You're like pariah from the Here's Christ what I may be the luckiest, but I'm telling you, if you see me anywhere in town, avoid me like the plague. Because well, just every, like I do. Every, yeah, really. Everywhere I go <laughs> blows up, Eric. It's just like, that's me on Twitter, baby. Blow it up! <laughs> Not really. Green Lantern's number 24, uh, continuing the training of Jessica and Simon. A lot of crazy constructs in that one. We have Harley Quinn, number 21. Justice League, number 22, which we talked about tonight. Nightwing, number 22, starts the blockbuster uh, arc. We have Superman number, Superman, number 24. That's the Black Dawn uh, finale, correct? 
I don't think it's the finale. I think it's part I five, it though. I thought maybe something else was starting. It, it could be. I'm not Sometimes positive. it's tough to see, yeah. uh, you know, to figure when they're stopping something and starting another because it kind of flows in. But I do know one thing. The Fallen Rise of Captain Adam number six is the end of that series. Sure is. And then or we, is it? Or is it? I hear there's a surprise guest on the last page that I won't spoil, Eric. I, I didn't read it yet, but I hear there's some craziness going on. Is that correct? I thought I told you that, but no, y- you yes. didn't tell me. No, you just told me that you thought that it was going to end in another. You were telling me your blurb. Uh, I actually read that on the deal. Uh, mm. But also, Wonder Woman, Steve Trevor, number one, a one shot, which is why on our site right now, I have Throwback Thursday. If you go to the site when this gets up, uh, or if you even go on Friday, I have Throwback Thursday. And I went with the Steve Trevor one shot. I ended up going back into the archives, Eric, and I grabbed the Lois Lane one shot and the second kind of one shot of joker's daughter the first villain's month thing or first one yeah the villain's month was the first one by anno senti and the second one was marguerite benet who did a one shot joker's daughter i put my like i when i do those i do write a new little intro and i did say and we've said it before and i think you agree with me there has never been a character that's gotten that many attempts to be something and has failed miserably every time. Well, you had they, the Villains Month one shot, then you had the freaking Catwoman story with her in it, then you had the freaking, you know, the second, well, actually, I think the second one shot led into the Catwoman yeah. story. Yeah, because, And yep. that failed, and then we had the freaking Red Hood and Arsenal where she yeah. showed back in kind You're of her You're forgetting something, my friend, because she had that? a big part in Batman Eternal as oh, well. Yes. She I, was I, in I the underground. a lot about Yeah, Batman she was Eternal. in the, the Gotham Underground where she was trying to take it over. Nonsense. That was a continuation of the Catwoman story as yeah, well. Oh, it was nonsense. All the Gotham it, Underground is nonsense. Oh, it, well, I'm, ten, I'm telling you, it may have been a continuation. I didn't see Tinderbox down there. Eric. <laughs> you see Dr. Phosphorus? <laughs> yeah, I didn't see Dr. Phosphorus. Well, yeah, he was there. But he was kind of a different style then. He was actually up above. But, yeah, we didn't see his daughter down there. Nonsense. Tinderbox. Complete nonsense. Uh, but yes, that is the spotlight. Uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. I'll tell you, we nitpicked a lot of this issue. I did have some fun with it enough. I, I, again, I say fun. I don't have fun. I'm dead inside. No. What I have is I read it and I'm not annoyed. That To me, that's fun. Yeah, where I'm I'm reviewing something and I'm not fucking, you know, punching myself because I, I can't stand it. Uh, so, yeah, hopefully Shea Fontana will wow us when she goes on to Wonder Woman. I hope so. Little. I am uh, cautiously optimistic. Um, it's right like now. anything, though. I always take a wait and see thing. I don't yeah, like I to do judge too. something beforehand. You know, like I'm telling you, I started judging on it just from what we got here, but for the most part, I'm, I'm going to take a wait and see. Yeah, and you know, I'll I'm going to judge it does. for its own merits. Like I'm not going to go this in with be, idea like, oh, this is going to be bullshit yeah, because Shane This Fox may be a story that was written a year and a half ago. Yeah. We have no idea. I have no idea. I uh, a lot of things. Yeah, I know. Well, I will say also, I was going to mention when we had the intro, I do hope that people just don't go into this and try to convince themselves it's better thinking that if they think it's better, DC will get rid of Brian Hitch. This one issue is not going to get rid of Brian Hitch. They're not going to look and say, oh, my God, I saw two 10 out of 10s on the comic book roundup. You know, Hitch, you're gone. They're never going to do that. It's all sales. It's all other things. I I hate to say it, but, you know, us reviewers – 
We really don't mean shit. They don't no. care. They they really don't care what we say. It's what people are buying and stuff. So if you do like this. And if even on top of that, if, if a fucking writer can hit the deadline, that seems to be the most important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, you get Justice League down in the 30s, uh, you know, 30,000, there's going to be changes. So That's yeah, going to be hard if, for a title like Justice League to go down that far. I know. That's what I'm saying. If you're out there and you're like, you know what? I like this. It's not the greatest, but I did have more fun with this than Brian Hitch. Then you got to realize then – Get this book off your pull list. Just, you know, do it. But if you like it, if you, there are people I see on his Twitter that love it, and that's fine, too. Just, you know, no, buy not. what you want. No, I, mean, I don't know what you're reading. Maybe get a good book once in a while. But, Please. yeah, that is it. That is the spotlight, Eric. Uh, I don't know what else I can say except what do you say at the end. Turn that spotlight off. Oh,